Good. I apologize. I have to eat while I do this. That's fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Nice. It's all right. I'm just going over the top 637 soccer teams in the world. So eat, Sam. I'm this. Listen, I can spend the whole hour doing this. In case do you, you like, want... do you like people that 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 chew really loudly because we're smack their lips when they eat? Maybe we can oh, start an Sam, ASMR thing. You know how much I love that, Sam. <laughs> it's it's my it's my favorite. I think it, I, to the point I've complained about it so much that Hugh, didn't you look it up once? Like, there's a name for people who hate that like the sound of people oh yes yeah, so I, I found the phobia thing. of it or whatever i don't even know if yeah. it's a phobia more than a it's a phobia or an anger no there is a it is a phobia because um i think what do you call it um zach shepherd on his podcast talks about it sometimes oh i'm sure but i, I, I just hate it I but it's like there's a real phobia there's a name for it it, it just makes it's i find it infuriating that's why i've i've many it's it's pretty much kept me from eating uh carl's jr food because oh god damn it um, they uh, oh, from the commercials because Carl's Jr. make they would make a point in their ads to like bump up the volume. Like when somebody would bite into a burger, it was such an unnatural sound. Amazing! What happened to us with Nate, Sam, and myself? Hugh, uh, going down a rabbit hole, which was going to start with soccer, now is going to Nate's fear of ASMR. Which I don't know if not you a, know this, Nate. It's, it's, it's a not, huge not a fear. Thing. It's a hatred. It's a, a hatred. okay hatred hatred. But ASMR is a fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It would probably drive um, you insane. I, it's what does it stand for? I mean, I know exactly what it is. It's like weird people that are into weird noises, like chewing and whispering, and it's just like, video, like weird it's ambient doing this. Ambient noises, like the noise of like say if if you were to be like run your hand through your beard up next to the mic, like that's that's like ASMR. But I don't know what it stands for. Uh, it stands stands for autonomous sensory. Meridian response. Like some people are really into it. Like just if people just whisper into a microphone, it's very, very odd. I don't get it, but you know. But the most of those don't bother me. It's specific. The sound of somebody chewing bothers me. And slurp and and slurp. Oh, the noodles. Which is why, which is why, as Sam knows, I cannot go to a ramen place. I cannot. It's. I've been trying, Sam. Don't worry. I've been trying because I found out about this. I'm like, oh, let's go for ramen, and just like a look of death from him. Yeah. So that that's not happening. So. I mean, soup in general is a is a slurping. You know, mo- people tend to slurp it. But it ramen, takes Nate, ra- like like maybe like ten times longer than any normal human being to try ethnic foods, and he's come a long way, guys. But still. I'm no, I don't just. Dis- I don't. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. I don't. No, I know. Ramen. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying that there's other factors that that play into it, and I, I'm glad that you like ramen. But if you don't like the fact that, yeah, that slurping, slurping. Sl- slurping is encouraged. Yeah. You wanna say hi. We're getting hi. early Hello. cameo. Hi, Kira. All right, lunch time. Love you, kid. Um. Yeah, and slurping's encouraged. It's. You know what? This is funny. I, I actually, this is in, incredible because uh, uh, just because I come up with random topics each week because what? you never you never know when you might need them. Of course, my topic this week was top five favorite soups. Go figure. Wow, that's an interesting one. Yeah, think about it. You got time. We'll we'll, uh, we'll, I, we'll, 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 we'll get back we'll to come, that at the end. We'll of the circle. Show. We'll circle back at the end. I'll give us fifteen to <laughs> tackle the top five soups. Which is very uh, interesting. In the meantime, let me go through this list of the top 637 international club <laughs> soccer teams. All right. So number number one is Man City. Uh, not shocked. Figure. No. Well, they have so okay. much. Uh, the ownership has so much money now, and they. I, I was so. I was actually more interested, uh, in you know not that it matters, but the top four are completely unsurprising: Bayern, 
number two, Barcelona three, Liverpool four. Like none of those are of any kind of surprise. Um, Swansea is um, again. I'm not going to spend time on this because it's not really all that entertaining. It's just funny and annoying. Um, Swansea is. I found them. It took me a while. I figured yeah. because they're they're way down there. Yes. Um, Thank you. They're 163. Okay. Out of 637, though, not bad. Not horrible. My, my beloved Wolves, 28. If you can Pretty find good. If you Pretty can find good. out where Newport AFC is. Uh, okay, we, the, you guys might want to talk over this because yeah, this, this, this could take, take you a while. while. It could uh, take me a while to scroll down that. So I'm looking for Newport. Yeah. I, I don't know Control how many. F, Control F. Oh, I guess I could do that. Um, I don't know how. There's 637 teams, and they do go across multiple um, yeah. I mean, uh, they're tiers, in... like multiple tiers. Yeah. Like there are second division teams on yeah, here. That... Well, obviously, the Swansea. Well, but, like, oh, that's championship. Is, L- going is down. LAFC that's... on there? Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like LAFC champions... should be on there. Champion is still second tier um, for, you know, yeah, okay. whatever. All doesn't right, matter. All right, all right, um, right. Okay, so wait, I, I'm looking for Newport. It, um, this is what happens when your team gets promoted when your team goes down. Nate, Nate uh, has wait, I'm ego. seeing Newport County? Yes. Newport County is 620th out of 637. <laughs> so they're League Two, so that's third division British uh, English soccer. One, two, or is that fourth two. division? It's technically well. It's Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. Okay, so it's it used division. to be third division, but then they got Coca Cola got involved, and then League One or Division One became Championship, and then they just went with League One what, and League Two. What's this ranking based on? Is it like how good they are? It's or? Um, it's you know Nate Silver at five thirty eight, like uh-huh. the pollster guy. His his site five thirty eight came up with their own algorithm. It's called like the something soccer index. They call it their soccer power index that's based on the talent of the team the six like the financial success of the team it's a bunch of it's not just like how good it like how i how competitive okay. a team is it's a lot of that's why it's man like city, a holistic approach right yeah, yeah that's like how my man city's number one because it's an incredibly profitable team this and that ownership uh, has a shitload of money but that's uh, but yeah no there, there are american te- uh, there are mls teams on here i'll look up lafc this is good this is good content no guys. this is something I'm, different I'm, no one else is talking about these kind of things because... lafc is 187 now i'm depressed so thank which, you sam which means swansea is 20 spots ahead so um so there you go longevity isn't a thing it turns out but no at the same point in time it's uh the story about swansea was the club was going to dissipate essentially kind of like what Wrexham was going to have to happen uh, you know Ryan Reynolds and Mac from Always Sunny yeah. bought them uh, which they're making a documentary about and there's some great ads that they're doing for their sponsorship so and uh, I just like Ryan Reynolds doing the Ivor because it's uh, Ivor Williams is I believe the name of the the uh, trailer company that sponsors Wrexham huh. and huh. Wait, quick question, Nate. Do they weigh, does Nate Silva weigh the, on the fact that the U.S. doesn't fucking care about soccer, too? Um, yeah, but that, that that's certainly a knock on the teams. Like, I, 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 I don't, wait, Hugh, what was the name of the, the what is the name of the, the Ryan Reynolds? I uh, wonder if they even make this list. They might be too Re- low. They're way too low. It's Wrexham. It's W-R-E-X-H-A-M. W-R-E. X-H. Yeah. Aren't they like in like the sixth tier or something, something like, like that? that? Yeah. They're, they're not even. They, 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 they should change the way they spell it, like R, like V I M, like the cult. Maybe, maybe that will help rebrand them. I think it will. I think it will. <laughs> they're named after a town, uh, so you know. Hey, 
I'm no, nobody cares. Nobody cares. They, uh, they, <laughs> they obviously do because Ryan Reynolds is their owner. So, I know. I mean, it, he also he also co-owns my my friend's mobile company too. He's just buying up and, stuff. And the, he has the well, company. He's he also just company. today I saw he's doing he's doing ads for um, Match dot com. He must uh, have some sort of or no, it, it it was a day I saw it was a I oh, I just read the headline. It was a TMZ story. It was for a dating website, but I thought it was Match dot com, and he didn't ad for it because it was the reason it was noteworthy is it's used. He in the ad he's using. Um, Taylor Swift music, but it's the first time you know. I I don't know. Like Taylor Swift has started re-recording all her music, right? Like the 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 time period, you know, after um, yeah, the whole know, we've talked about before. Scooter Braun owned yeah. her entire catalog, six albums, and she couldn't do anything about it um, until last month. Is when the t- the time limit went out. Where now she's allowed to re-record every single one of her from from the first six albums, right? And now she can re re-license it if she wants to. And uh, she's just gotten started on it. But this new Ryan Reynolds ad is the first to use her new version, version of, of an old song. Right. And, and they did a side by side. You really can't tell the difference. But you can only kind of tell the difference because the song that she used is her song Love Story, which is on her like first album. Like she was a teenager. So her voice is just different. I just like that uh, the, the fact that Ryan Reynolds is playing the devil, but he's playing the devil yeah. from Legend. Yes, the Tim yes. it's Tim Curry that played the devil in that one? Uh I believe so, yes. So very entertaining. So if you get get a chance, go find that on the web. Uh, so my my question is why is he doing that? I mean, he obviously didn't meet his um wife on an online dating no, site. He met or her any on of his wives. Of the Green Lantern. He wants people yeah, to be happy. But they were dating then, they dated later. They dated later. But I mean his his many like wives. He's had he's been married what, twice? Twice, yes. Uh, engaged Johansson. three times. Twice, yeah. He um, engaged well, Alanis Morissette. Yes. Well, he famously met Alanis Morissette on eHarmony, Sam. You've not heard that story? Seriously, dude. Yeah. Um, I I'm just scrolling down. I'm I'm scrolling down trying to find the first MLS team. It's I'm, I'm scrolling for a while. I I'm not surprised. I would yeah. almost think it would be LAFC. Uh, could be. Could be. But then yeah, again, there's what, a, there's a lot of there's about... a lot of teams on here. Well, you said I, the, the uh, a lot of teams, so the uh, scooter getting back to to Taylor and Scooter Braun. I don't know if you saw Scooter Braun sold the, the, those music rights. For, yes, um, he did. I, I did notice that he sold um, them. It's a uh, big. Uh, What's it called? Big Machine Records, I believe, is the name of the um, the record label that he bought. Right. He, uh, that was her. Uh, her whole catalog was part of Big Machine, but he recently. He still has Big Machine, but he sold off her catalog right. along with a few other catalogs, like smaller ones. Um, Isn't her dad like finance Big Machine or something like that? Wasn't yeah, there like some she, sort of like pay to play or whatever? Kinda. Yeah, her, I know that he was pretty well off. Yeah, that she comes from a wealthy family in the, like I forget what their their background is, but yeah, he basically he's in finance. He's in yeah, fine. He basically did start the label for her. But what was kind of genius on on Scooter Braun's part is he sold. After buying her stuff last year and pissing um, pissing Taylor Swift off, he sold her entire catalog to a hedge fund for $300 million like a week ago. And so now the hedge fund owns the rights to all this music. But the thing is, is now Taylor is re-recording all her music in hopes of re-licensing all her music. 
And so this hedge fund might be stuck with $300 million worth of nothing, yep. except for the fact that people might just get confused and go onto iTunes and not know if they're buying a re-recorded version or the original. Like that's like, so basically Scooter Braun just is kind of genius. He basically got rid of the whole problem by just selling it for $300 million. And goes to show you hedge funds know nothing about the entertainment industry no. whatsoever. No, I mean, yeah, they, their only hope is if a company's like, hey, let's, let's, let's license some uh, Taylor Swift. Although... To be honest, that, that I mean, they would just have to undercut Taylor Swift, you know, like yeah. if they want, because it, you know, it's you won't be able to tell the difference. No, the, um, and, and they won't know the difference. Essentially, they'll be yeah. like, "Oh, would she get?" And she's going to be asking a pretty penny herself. So, you know, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, "Eh." You were absolutely correct. You LAFC is the top MLS team at 187, but one, but the next three spots are also MLS. The Philadelphia Union, Union yep, and uh, NYCFC. The, they they hold down spots one eighty seven, one eighty eight, and one eighty nine. The LAFC, okay. The New York, that's the new New York football club. Yeah, not Red Bulls. Yeah, not Red Bulls. And then uh, the next one after that is Seattle at two oh seven. That makes sense. So too. no, the MLS is not having a good showing on this uh, on this uh, list. It's not a bad showing for a new league. If you think about is it, it that new? way, is it? It's I the mean, newest it's, league it's that new. is it. That, in existence, it's new re- relative. Sure, it's what twenty. It, they just had their twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah. Um, let's see how long English clubs have been playing since the eighteen hundreds. Sure, sure. So, you know, if you look and, at, and, and, I would and say this: doing, when Leicester made their big win, their big victory, the closest they ever came in their existence was second place, and they're one of the original teams. So they were like. You know, the Cubs can eat their streak of sucking and multiply that by an extra hundred or two, and that's Lester for you. So. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's so wait, fair. we're still talking about this? Yeah, kind of. Uh, we should move on. I, I, Sam, I, I threw out the soup conversation, but nobody really no, jumped on that. I like the soup conversation. No, like, we're going to go back to it later. It's a oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It's no, a we, we we uh, you know it's it's obviously our policy on this podcast to get to the main topic forty five to fifty minutes into the podcast. Do soupless soups count? I know that's Wait, a random what? question. Soupless soups. So there's certain types of ramen that they serve that is soupless, but the soup is on the side, and you could add, like it's it's a whole yeah oh that counts that counts it's a whole thing. But okay. I, 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 we can get into it. But again, I feel like I feel like when we get into to, to the to ramens, especially, I feel like it's going to be hot sauce all over again, where there's subgenres. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's fair. Well, I could I could like white label ramen, like that's fine. Um. Uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, what? How was your Thanksgivings, guys? Good, good Thanksgivings. Solid enough. Can't argue. Um. Good. Good. Sam, the, I... ham, the ham went well. Funny about ham, um, I bought a pre-cooked one, and you just need to fucking warm it up. Yeah. <laughs> so it went well. Yeah. No, but you have to. There's a whole glaze process that you have to do. So that's the only work that I did. But I didn't realize how easy it was. And if I did, I would have done this a long time ago. Who knew? I thought it was like a you, whole process because even with the turkey, you still have to kind of prepare the turkey. You know. Sure. Like you put the butter and you do like you know stuff on it, and like I usually brine my turkey like days before, so it's usually brining for like three days and. You know, turkeys aren't the most um, easily, like, you can't really handle them very well because, like, depending on the size, like, there's no such thing. I mean, I looked. There's no such thing as, like, even an eight-pound turkey. Like, that's just, it doesn't exist. They're, like, huge. So, like, you're, I mean, if you think about 
the turkey on friends where they put it over your head kind of mm -hmm. thing yeah like it's just really hard to handle i just don't like raw meat so that's another reason why we chose ham even though i like turkey and so does kara but josh is not a big chicken or turkey fan so we just opted to do chicken breast but but anyway the handling of the turkey is is the most annoying part and i just I just don't like it. You don't like um, that, that so skinny I'm, flesh feel to the fingertips. Yeah, yeah, and then you have to like put your hands like in, it? in between the skin. Yeah. And oh yeah, inside too. In between the skin and the meat to put butter in there to make it all juicy and stuff. like all, this whole process. And yes, I do wear gloves because I'm a diva, but <laughs> it's one of those things where I just don't like it. And like just reaching your hands inside the cavity and pulling out all of the innards that are prepackaged right. is not fun. No. Like it just isn't. And then you're just like, what do I do with this? I'm like, I feel bad. Do I just throw it away? Like, how do I, how do I dispose of raw flesh? That's, that's a whole other thing. So it becomes a, a whole thing. So I'm really happy that we decided to go with ham. Uh, we still have leftovers even until to this day. Like there's just so much ham everywhere. Um, and it was pleasant. My brother came over and it was just, I mean, for me, I was sad to be honest. Because usually Thanksgiving, there's like 20, at least 20 of us. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, because I usually go over um, I usually go over to one of Josh's best friend's place. And it's usually like his family. Um, and then his wife's family comes over. And so there's usually like maybe four or five different families joining in together. Okay. And, and for Christmas, we celebrate it with the same family because like, you know, they really are like our family. It's like Josh's best friend from growing up. And there's usually like 50 or 60 people and the Damn. white elephant. Yeah. The white, and it's like half Persian. Cause like, you know, his friend's Persian and it's so much fun. Cause there's just a lot of people around a lot of kids. Kira runs around with, with all the other kids and you know, it's the white elephant Christmas. gets really, really hairy, you know, it gets like <laughs> super contentious depending on what it is. So like, there's like stuff that I miss and that's why for me, it was kind of a bummer. Yeah. We, we went over to like, Kira's in like a pseudopod with one of her classmates because she just lives too two blocks away right. we went over there for dessert but it was pretty cold for la and because we were sitting on the deck and eating dessert and i'm like oh it's kind of cold and then we're like it's dark we're gonna go bye like <laughs> it was just sad <laughs> i don't know it's not like the ideal thanksgiving and you know it was our you know decision to basically cancel any anything with his dad or with his friend that we normally do so i mean in a way we just try to chose to safety over everything else because to be honest we could just go over to their house later yeah. at any point in time and have an, a turkey dinner if you want to or we're hoping that with all these closures um we can actually celebrate christmas in a smaller extent and we'll go from there but i mean i'm most bummed because of the restaurant ban that like i can't actually have a meal for my birthday which is next week i literally can't go to a restaurant and eat so that's yeah. really bumming me. And so that's that kind of trumps the, the Thanksgiving because I just want to go get sushi. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, literally, like, I know I have high standards. It's a really big milestone birthday because I'm turning 40. But I just really just wanted to go to Nobu in Malibu and just sit outside and eat. That's all I wanted. That's it. Very basic. <laughs> I wouldn't Bo call that basic. Bougie. That's, that's bougie. bougie. That's bougie. Basic. Bougie basic. It's bougie basic. But, like, even... Like, but the restaurant ban means I can't do that on a lower budge level e e either. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I could go to Culver City and go to like a, a random sushi restaurant and eat there. I can't do that anywhere. So, yeah. do they do places? Places are still doing takeout, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I know, yeah. I know that's not the same, but I, I'm just curious. Especially for, I, especially for sushi, yeah. But it's not the same. And no, I'm, I'm, sugar I'm just fish curious. Is, sugar fish has it down. 
we've done to go sugarfish um, throughout this, you know, recession to the point where I actually still qualified for my free meal for the year, which I'm very excited about. Because oh, you nice. have to go to sugarfish a couple times a year to um, get your birthday free meal. So I got the email. They're really like pretty hardcore about it because they won't send you the email until the day of, and you could only redeem it the day of. Mm. So it's it's pretty hardcore, and so I'm just gonna do that and get get it to go for dinner. It's fine. It's just not the same because they won't. I don't know if you know this, but like they're there's the sushi pierce. So like even with the hand rolls, if it's to go, they don't make hand rolls. They make it cut rolls because it loses the integrity of the seaweed. Right. If so, it's it becomes a whole different meal, which to me is okay, but it's just sad. That's all. What um the the ban is until December twentieth, or is it kind of indefinite? For, it's for, for three why, weeks. Why, yeah, well, some I think I saw somebody throw out that December twentieth date, so maybe I'm yeah. They, them, but they they counted it, so probably like I mean it's three weeks from you know the thing that I actually like was really bummed out about was because I feel bad for all the restaurants, obviously. Well, yeah. But they shut it like right before Thanksgiving, so all the people that made reservations to eat there for Thanksgiving like couldn't do it. Either. Yeah. Because I was looking at restaurants possibly because it was just us four, so I'm like, well, maybe I don't need to cook at all, and we could just go to a restaurant, and you know, my brother can just come and we can just go but a lot of reservations were already taken but obviously they had to cancel that so it's it's been different and i feel like all the people that complain in all the other states like we've legit been in a quarantine since march like in la for a majority of this time and like i know it sucks but like life now so just shut up people and just deal that's all unfortunately <laughs> though, i don't think people are sticking to said quarantining style i know and that's the problem like if, if we all were behaved we would have been we would have been out of this for a while but you know we can't and then people get angry and i'm like the only people that you need to be angry about is all the other people and yourself yeah everyone's like, who's what? going Say- after newsome i'm like listen blame everyone else like the, it's our fault that we're not you know as citizens we have not done it properly We've... And I'm sorry, like, they're getting mad at him for the French... You know how small the French laundry is, first of all, and exclusive it is? There wasn't that many people at the dinner, I guarantee you. No, I don't you. give a shit about um, that. I'm like, okay. But it's stupid. And I'm just like, yes, it's the French laundry. It's, like, fancy whatever. But I'm sure if it was a birthday party, they followed all the protocol. Because yeah. it, like, ha- it was, like, partially outdoors and whatever. I'm like, he can live a life. He can have his own life, you guys. Yes, sure. He's making us do all this stuff, but he's also a public figure, and he has to like continue his job. And I imagine it might have been a personal birthday, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a donor or somebody else that he need that he needs. You know, yeah. like it's politics. It is right? politics. Are there Sam? Are there any um, sushi places that you care for down in Orange County? Because shit's lit down there. You could just—it's a wild west. But... Well, I think that Pasadena is still. Um, yes, Pasadena keeping... and Beverly Hills yeah. now. Really? really? Yeah, they. Really? Well, there's a sugarfish in Beverly Hills. Yeah, so they they've uh, they just voted last night to go against the LA County uh, regulations, essentially, and are opening up their restaurants, uh, while That's... Los Angeles County is now voting on having them foot their own bill then for waste disposal, infrastructure, and everything else. So. Yeah, that's pretty on brand for Beverly Hills did the same thing back in the uh, at the height of the lockdown where they voted to allow um, uh, um, cosmetic surgery again. Yeah, like they which they, they stopped for a bit, but then they were like, nope, we're going back. We're going to do this again. 
because God, for, well, to be honest, I mean, if, if we're being honest, the pandemic was the perfect, I mean, that would be their truly busy season because what better time to get plastic surgery than a time when nobody's ever going to see you. Like yeah. I, that's the, every celebrity, every celebrity that needed it, that wants plastic surgery, I'm sure there was like during the pandemic, they're like, this is our time because nobody's going to care about, nobody's going to be looking at us. Nobody cares. I guarantee you it's those guys who time. wanted hair transplants are ecstatic that that happened. Yeah, because the yeah, you need a few months to recover. Fine, yep. do it during a pandemic when nobody and you're not wor- you're not working and and the paparazzi aren't going to be tra- like following you. Yeah, because- and some people are having babies and people don't even know, which is amazing. It's true. Yeah. Sure. Oh, did you hear about the Queen? As a oh, oh my I, god, the Queen's having a baby? No, unfortunately, that not. seems that- like a medical miracle. Yes. It was on. It was on the Weekly World News. The thirteenth yeah. oh. largest circulating news <laughs> organization. <laughs> Sam, are you talking about the paper? The paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read it in the paper. It's every, sorry, my, my sorry dad. Every, oh no no my, no! Uh, because they all refer to it as the paper. That's it, what. Well, my dad says. My dad actually does legit read the St. Louis Post Dispatch every single day. Right. And he always says, "I read in the paper today." And every time he says the paper, I laugh because because obviously so that's how my mind works. A random reference from a twenty-five-year-old movie. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh about no, the queen? The, the queen is now uh, getting her own gin. She's Good. she's producing her own gin company now. Um, really? Yeah, I was. Make that money. Make that money. I was listening was she... to it. Uh, I already knew this, and then I was listening to some sports radio in L.A. And the guy was like, "It doesn't seem very regal for the queen to have her own gin." And I'm like, "Do you know how much gin that woman drinks a day?" Of course, she needs her own gin brand. Oh, she has her. I have to look it up the exact thing, but her 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 daily drinking schedule has always cracked me up. Like I'm like, get it, woman, get it, woman. Like get it, girl. You're like ninety, what five? Something like that. If not ninety, she's ninety four in her daily. Yeah, well, I'll look it up. But her drinking schedule is pretty amazing. Because um, I'm I'm all for wait, it. Like get off the 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 welfare system, Queenie. Well, I, so is as is her gin company publicly funded? Because her life is publicly funded. Yeah, I know. And I still don't uh, know why that's the case. Queen Elizabeth II drinks four cocktails a day, including one before lunch. The Queen celebrates mid-morning with a glass of gin and Dubonnet, Dubonnet? Dubonnet? Dubonnet. on the rocks with a slice of lemon. She follows it up with a glass of wine at lunch and then a dry martini. And then um, not at a meal, but right before bed, she has a glass of champagne. Oh, that okay. is a that is baller. That is a baller life. Wake I was waiting for a glass, glass of, of gin, sherry. To, to be honest, to, with this, well, you know, Prince Philip has the snifter with the sherry. I'm sure. Oh, um, yes. But but yeah, that's that that cracks me up. Like it's just you you wake. I mean, you wake up with a glass of gin, and right before bed, you have champagne. It is and she's funny. Ninety four years young. She's gonna outlive Charles. Um, the, she, I'm might, she might ask. She might outlive George. And he's like six. This is true. Wait, so I know, like, I'm really behind with royal news because I, let's be honest, I only care about Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but I haven't watched The Crown. I haven't. Like, there's been a lot of news, so there's just a lot about the royal family. But like, is she like abdicating soon? Is that mm-hmm. was that something that was like she's going to give her? And they, I feel like they she's s- going to like retire at some point soon because it's possible. Poor Charles, she, she could. Like, he, he should he should be king for a little bit. I mean, he's he's what in his seventies now. Uh, yeah, he's pretty old. He's getting up there. I mean, she. I mean, she's the longest serving royal. royal. Yeah. 
Um, and but th- that a sign of the times. A lot of those royals didn't li- didn't uh, serve for long because they didn't live for very long. There weren't a lot of uh, of uh, British royalty in the 17th, 16th, 15th century that were living to 94 years old. Yeah, he is currently uh, 72, guess- Sam. Though, 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 to be fair, Victoria, Victoria, I believe, was the second longest, and she lived in a time where your your life expectancy was not as high. Yeah, um, and 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 I feel like Us Weekly has turned into like the 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 royal family like you know tabloid for some reason like because every week i still get it um i don't know when my subscription ends to be honest but i still get it and every single headline is about the royal family and i'm like this is weird i just don't remember it being so royal focused people have americans especially because i mean hugh you know this obviously i mean it seems like british people tend to despise the royal family with good reason they're 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 fitting they're you know they're putting up the bill well footing the bill for it it depends it depends on the people like i'll tell you i've i come from a house divided like my dad hates the royal family my mom loves the royal family so the the, there's some i mean it's it's very strange that um, the um, americans given their history with specifically the british royal family are so obsessed with royalty not not even just the british royal family like we the we've always been obsessed again it had a lot more to do with grace kelly but like the monaco's royal family mm-hmm. um not so much the other ones like so many european countries still have a monarchy but most most americans wouldn't care about them but like the britain and and i don't even know if it if it's specifically was diana that really put them like put the obsession on the map or if people really cared pre Diana. Um, but certainly it was her that like, Oh, Diana I mean, definitely brought a glamor to the family that did not exist prior to like, you got to think about also technology. TV was much more the, the, the 24 wedding. hour news cycle. Yeah, it just, yeah. the wedding of her. I remember uh, my mom being up in the morning when the wedding of her and Diana and Charles was a thing. And then having her, buy the VHS tape and every so often just watch the, the wedding again. Like we, we yeah, I, I mean, I mean, yes. And even later on, but when I was in my, at my time at entertainment tonight, we had to cover both. Um, well, uh, no, I'm sorry. William and Kate's was not until um, I was at E, right. but uh, while I was at ET, it was um, Camilla and Charles. Yep. And that one was heavily covered. I had to be, I had to go in at like, three in the morning to like log that that Ugh. stupid wedding yeah and then yeah then uh, it's several years Nathan, later don't you remember that we watched the fast and the furious i think fast five and the wedding was at night yeah that was yeah william and kate yeah that was yeah. um because and i know that because sean had to go my former roommate yeah. sean friend of the podcast had to go he went like from watching the movie to going to the office to cover the wedding yeah and i um, thought it was the best thing ever because i'm like oh cool i get to watch a midnight movie and then just go straight home and watch the wedding <laughs> well that's what i did uh, i didn't go see a movie beforehand but i stayed up all night to watch uh megan and and harry's that was what about three years ago something like that uh, I, I stayed up all night for that I, the, the wedding itself i mean i the the procession of people into the uh west westminster abbey like started at like LA time like two in the morning, one thirty in the morning, and and the wedding itself didn't even start till like four or five. I watched the whole damn thing. I don't know how or why. I was like, well, the the procession of people in was interesting because that, them especially because of her American roots. There were there were a lot of celebrities that you don't typically see at a royal wedding. No, like well, you and, know, and like, some of them were like B list or C list celebrities because like you know Suits isn't that high profile of a show. 
let's be honest. Uh, no, but you know, like there were, you know, her best friend is Serena, or one of her best friends is Serena Williams. So that there's, yeah. there, you know, and George of course Clooney. the Beckham, the Beckhams are always there. They go to everything. Um, and, and, and I just love the, I just love, I mean, part of my fascination with the British, uh, Royal weddings is I love, what, what are they, are they called fascinators? Those ridiculous little yep. hats. Oh, I love God. the fascinators. And the, the the two queens of the fascinators every every, ting, every single time they show up, top notch are uh, Beatrice and um, Eugenie. Uh, Eugenie, yes, uh, Fergie's daughters. Oh, God. They they the they best. they rule that fascinator game. Just honestly, I, I, Google any wedding of the la- royal wedding of the last twenty years. Guarantee you, they have the two best. Okay, there, there's a love- there's a show on Netflix. The two of you need to check out called The Windsors. It's a comedy about the royal family and just the over the topness of it all but i just recommend it just for the, those two especially excellent so yeah they're, I, they're I my favorite recommend. i mean their mom was a hoot so that may, it makes sense that they'd be kind of fun their dad not so much oh the, yeah the, their dad is a little problematic these days i mean he's um, been exiled from the family yeah yeah it's a bad look I mean, he has a piercing named after him. I mean, do you think that would be pinnacle? Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> no, but um, uh, going back to uh, Eugenie and Beatrice, there's there was a photo during that time during the wedding where they put up the two stepsisters from Cinderella. The two oh, yeah. of them Next to them, and I thought it was pretty spot on. It was great. I, I don't know. Like, I... I kind of like dabble in royalty stuff just here and there, but I'm not like hardcore, but I just find it fascinating because people like there are like news organizations that are like obsessed with it and they spend all their money and time and energy on it. And I'm like, who cares? Like they were just born into it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I don't know if I feel bad for them, but I kind of do in that sense. But then again, it's like, we, as a society are the it's our fault because like we put all these like celebrity kids in the same like you know um stratosphere as these royal people and i'm like some of them do well some of them don't you know and it just sucks that like their life is being documented when they when, they when they mess up especially i've always even, bound to. even more so than the um um what is somebody from monaco are they monakin I don't know. Actually, uh, I have no they're, 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 they're Mohicans. Mohe- <laughs> Mohicans? Okay. Um, no, even more so than the British royal family and the Mohican royal family is uh, the um, Genovian royal family. I've always been very, very into. There was uh, a scandal back when we pr- were in high school. Princess no, Mia. Princess no, was that Mia. Re- no, that was college, huh? Well, when that came out. Wait, did she yeah, join that, a that, cult that or something like that? What? What's that? Wait, I thought What'd some, you say? didn't one of them d- join a cult or something? Gen- no, no, Genovia is the Princess Diaries here. I'm glad <laughs> Sam knew what I was talking about. No, yes. I was trying to remember what year that happened because, you know, that whole scandal with, like, having a, uh, founding a, a illegit- or a legitimate princess it was in the, San Francisco. Is the movie came out in 2001. Yeah, we were in college. Um, yeah, and then... Um, the, the other royal family I was very big into was the um, Denmark's, the Dutch, Dutch, Danish, Danish, sorry, the Danish royal family. And that was mostly because of uh, how Julia Stiles married into it. Spoiler, yeah, well, and spoiler alert, alert. She she's, from, into it. she's from Wisconsin, which yes, is quite is. fascinating because he decided to go to Wisconsin because he saw all those Girls Gone Wild videos, which I find fascinating. Well, 
Prince Akeem went to Queens because he thought he was going to meet a queen there. And he no, did. He, he, he spun a globe. <laughs> he spun a globe and landed there. So at least there's a little bit of more rationale, I suppose. But um, it's funny that you brought up that movie because I had never seen it until literally last week. With the prince, like, prince and the me? Prince and me? Yeah. I'm like, what is this? And like, why is Julia Stiles in it? I don't understand. Well, that, that was that was in the Julia Stiles. Uh, she had a she had a heyday. She had a run. Yeah. She had a. I mean, she was on a hot seat. Like, what? Let me, let me, let me pull up her her IMDb for the the, the years two thousand to two thousand four. She was doing pretty well, and she still is. She's still in things, I guess. Yeah, starting with uh, 1999's uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Then she followed that up with Down to You, which was the terrible Freddie Prinze Jr. movie. Oh, jeez. Then, um, then she was in Hamlet. Um, then she, uh, Save the Last Dance, was in 2001. Uh, she was in O. Oh, remember that terrible um, Othello, modern day Othello oh, yeah. remake with, watch it. with Mackay Pfeiffer and Josh Hartnett? Yeah. Um, that was when like Shakespeare was all the rage and all the remakes and stuff were happening because like Emma came out as well with like yeah. Jane Austen like all those remakes and like trying to ten things I hate like about modernize you. yeah trying yeah. to modernize everything um, yeah was like a thing and Romeo and Juliet and all that stuff and then you know she t- she t- she did a, a kind of a, a a career turn after Prince and Me in two thousand four in that same year. She was in the Bourne Supremacy, so that was kind of a right. kind of, that was that was kind of a left turn out of romantic comedy land into action. Good for her. So I just realized, Nate, I, I I wasn't even thinking about it. Since we're recording on this Wednesday afternoon, there's actually an NFL game going on right now. There is. Yes. There you is. Remember the, how I told you how crappy my, my my week was at the last? Yeah. Like, I was late. That's why, because this game had to be postponed. Yes. And it's and it's being played. In, it it. Two fit or three forty in the Eastern time in the afternoon because of the Rockefeller uh, Christmas tree, tree lighting, lighting one. The Christmas tree lighting beat the NFL, which is fantastic, and there will be no one hey, at the Christmas tree lighting. Have you seen I the know. tree? Have no, you seen why? the tree? It's you so, uh, yeah, I'm. Are they going to use some CGI to make that bad boy look? Yeah, it the the it looked good when they cut it down, like when they when they loaded it onto the transport, but when they when they put it up at. It's sad. There, it's, uh, it's very Rockefeller. It's it's on brand. Patchy. It's on brand for 2020, basically. It's, it's the tree is that tree is 2020. There, yeah, it's become a meme. So I don't know what they're gonna. Well, I, I'm uh, assuming the only reason why they probably couldn't push it is because there were sponsors or something for it already. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. oh I'm sure. Yeah, what it's the, sad, isn't it? What the hell? <laughs> even even Josh like made a comment of. I'm like, dude, like working at Cable Town now. I'm kind of like, oh, like, yeah, 30 Rock. There's, like, ice skating and stuff and the big tree. And not so much this year. Oh, did... Um, That's how crappy our year is. Did, um, did the Grove have a tree? Uh, I haven't been by. Probably. Probably. Is the, Grove even, is the Grove even open? It's, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, people have been going there. Yeah. I mean, like, that was, think about um, that. The, fir- the, 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 what's the market called? Uh, the farmer farmer's, farmer's market, market is open. It's at open air, so is it though? I mean, kinda. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's outside. Sort of open air. They have booths. They have booths. Yeah. That counts, right? It's it's, the, it's open air in the same way that Santee Alley in downtown Los Angeles is open air, but it's still super crowded and tight, tightly packed. So it's not. It, you know, I guess it's open air. Um, yeah. I wonder if they had if they did a tree lighting this year that would like it would, that, that's usually around this time actually. Um, 
end of November. Like last year, we were at the tree lighting by mistake because, you know, our friend Lisa, friend of the show, decided to have her Christmas dinner the night of the tree lighting at the Grove. No, I think it was for somebody's birthday. It was for Mike and Lisa's birthday. But it was on Lisa's birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she that was yeah. uh, that was a bit of a shit show. And who, who was the the big band that I kept joking about? When oh the fray the fray were playing. The uh, the tr- the that's tree. That's a good li- get though, Nate. No, let's be honest. Was, for it, for a Christmas tree that's lighting. A, that's a that's a good get in two thousand four. <laughs> yeah. A huge get in two thousand four. I don't. I always think of Grey's Anatomy. That's, that's how that, that like, they made the fray. The, the fray. I, I can I can tell you exactly two songs that the fray sang. Um, the how to save a life which was like i feel like might not have been but it feels like it was in every single episode of Grey's anatomy for like the first two seasons and that other one the something cable car which was their first single um can't think of the rest of the name but i don't know if they've had any hits since i don't think they have to have any hits since they are living on that how to save a life money well you know just just like phantom planet is just still living off that california money you you don't need to do anything else but Phantom Planet is arguably a, a good band, so Very and good band. they're great, yeah. and they have a lot of like semi-hit songs in the indie circuit. But you know, yeah, they did go back. see Phantom Planet not that long ago. You did. We saw them last year, Hugh. Was it last year? Call band. Yeah, it was. It was, May, it was actually uh, more than a year ago. It was May of 2019 that we yeah we we dragged. Well, I don't know if we dragged you, Hugh, but you weren't not you weren't really familiar with them. I mean, um, I was familiar enough with them that I knew yeah. a bit of their. Not, do we not, not, do we still call band sellouts if if they like you know license it to a soundtrack or whatever commercial anymore these days? No, nah, like, it's, it's, so, uh, it's so day common so. now. I think once once the the yeah, I know I don't I don't think any I mean I guess at the super indie like some people will still claim you know will still claim so and so as a sellout, but I mean. Who knows? My my favorite quote of all time was, um, um, and I remember it from the uh, their behind the the VH1 behind the music, which is a dated sentence. Uh, Metallica, uh, Jason Newstead, the former bassist of Metallica, um, during when he was interviewed for the behind the music, was asked about uh, Metallica selling out because you know they kind of did. They went from like super heavy metal to very commercial, and his response is, "Yeah, we sold out. We sell out every night." Uh, and like and I was like, good line, good line. He's like, we sell out arenas, we sell out every night. Of course, he's not in the band anymore, so whatever. Well, yeah, because they wouldn't let him do his own side projects. Really? Is yeah, that that's the why he quit? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think after the whole Napster thing and after being banned from them, like I kind of just slowly lost interest in Metallica. I mean, it's actually come back just because I have a kid now, and like we're very limited to what type of like hard rock we can. You know, have her listen to because she's five. Um, so there are some there are some songs that are fine. Like like I said, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast because I think I told other people and Nate separately or whatever. But we've been introducing like System of a Down to her. And, yeah, you like, told school. us on the pod. Yeah, yeah. Well, you went to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 a couple of other bands. Like, there's a couple of Nine Inch Nails songs that are okay, but like she's really into it. Well, that's good. If it. you if you want to when when you want to get her into you know studying history, Sam, uh, just have her listen to one. It's a great it's a great um, source of information about World War One. <laughs> my my eighth grade teacher, Mister Shout out Mister Wright. When we were in the eighth grade, our history teacher played us one to teach us about World War One. Huh. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I'd rather just do um, we didn't start the fire and just leave it at that. Yeah, that covers a lot of ground. It does. 
It really it's, does. It's, 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 you know, that, that song came out in like, I think that album was, uh, I believe the album was Stormfront. I think it came out in like 91 or 92. I think that's, uh, that's time for, a, for a, a part two, a remix. A lot, has, a lot has happened since 1992. What's, Billy Joel should get on that. Or somebody else. Doesn't have to be Billy Joel. R.E.M. also, Sam, if you want to do It's the End of the World as We Know It. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of things named in that song, too. That she could she's, probably she's, learn. Listened, she's listened to that song before. Okay. Yeah, we we introduced her to REM last year. She really liked "Losing My Religion," which I find hilarious. That, <laughs> that was what seventh grade for me. When that came out. That was uh, "Losing My Religion." I believe was like ninety, I think something like that. Oh, it was junior. Some, I think it was junior high for me because not, it's the same year that "Sabotage" came out. So that must have been like ninety four. Maybe, maybe eighth grade then. Um, I don't know. Because they lost. The only reason why I remember it wasn't ninety four. I can tell you, it wasn't ninety four. It's before ninety four. Okay, um, no, but like, but I remember vividly. When did when did um? Oh, I'm thinking of a different album that Beastie Boys put on. Um, but basically, the Video Music Awards is when um, ninety one. Nathaniel Hornblower goes on there and like talks, and, and they got really angry because Losing My Religion won instead of Sabotage. I don't know if you remember that whole VMA. When the VMAs used to be like a big deal and there was like shenanigans, and then he goes up there and talks about how he like invented the idea for Star Wars. <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. So yeah. that was um, the album before. It came out. Another album I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. I used to know the Beastie Boys discography really, really well, and yeah, my, my, my memory is stupid. Um. Ill communication was ninety four. Losing my right. religion was ninety one. So yeah. So soups. Soups. Yes. Finally, I, I wanted to get the the, the time right, right, right for that one. So right, right now. Cut now you right off on the. Let's soups. go down the music train. Sam, have you uh, thought thought this one through much? Have you had time? Um, well, I mean, for me, like hands down, it, number one's pho, okay. no matter what. Okay. Because. Asian and Southeast Asian, especially. Um, it's like my chicken noodle soup. Whenever I feel sick, I want pho, oh, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the equivalent. Um, matzo ball soup is good up there. Chicken tortilla soup is up there. Um, dabble in the broccoli cheddar. That's an honorable mention, but French onion kind of went in there right before broccoli cheddar. Good choices. And, uh, Good and choice. ramen, obviously, we already mentioned. Right. So those are like my top five. Yeah. But like honorable mention for broccoli cheddar because I used to not like it at all. I I didn't grow up with cheese much because being Asian and all, we just didn't really cook with cheese. So the concept of mac and cheese was weird to me, and the concept of like just a soup with just cheese and broccoli sounded so gross that I didn't really try it until I was a legit adult. That's how I feel <laughs> about um, uh, uh, like you know, baked potato soup and like potato cheddar soups. I don't. They don't taste. They're not soups to me. They're, they feel right. like they're. A, they feel like they're a dip. Like I should be dipping like fondue. Like I should be right. dipping bread into this. But also, uh, honorable mention is all of the Olive Garden soups. All y of them. Yes, I. I was gonna say that because I didn't include the chicken and gnocchi um, mm -hmm. uh, Olive Garden so because good. that's just an all-time honorable mention. So I figured I didn't even need to put it on the list. It's. Yeah. It's. Re it's retired. It's like number. It's Jackie Robinson's number forty-two. It's retired. It, it's on all of our list. We know it's there. It's yeah, fine. and it's it's like chicken noodle too. Like I mean, I could mention chicken noodle, but it's not the most like. I mean, isn't like, matzo ball sen essentially chicken noodle soup with a matzo ball in it? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. So I mean, that's why it's like so generic that I don't even bring up chicken noodle. But yeah, that I mean, we should bring it up. Soups I don't like are like tomato soup. Like yeah. people like the tomato soup and grilled cheese that's... combo. 
I'm it's not. Just, it's ketchup. It's it's less. It's you're, you're dipping a grilled cheese is, in ketchup. I love ketchup, but I don't like tomato-based products in the sense of like Bloody Marys and tomato soup and things like that. For some reason, I just can't wrap my head around it. Hmm. And like clamato is oh god, like no. oh god, no. and like Michel- Mich- Michelada's and all that. Stuff. I can't, I yeah. can't handle like tomato juice-based things. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it might be too acidic for me, but just the flavor in itself. But. I, but it. I think I think that's it. Unless something else pops up based on the last like what 30 minutes of this, you know, 15. since this topic has been broached, those are my top five. What about you, Hugh? What have you what have you what have you come up with? Well, I I'm with Sam with the ramen. Okay. Definitely on the list. Uh pho is on my list now after uh these many years. I would say it, Okay, sorry. Did, no, 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 go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'll, I'll wait till my turn. Uh I would also put in uh, uh Clam chowder is on mine, definitely with a sourdough sourdough bread bowl. Now, now, Hugh, which uh, which type? Because there's Manhattan, there's, oh, Manhattan. Manhattan. there's New England, there's Manhattan, and then there's also what? Well, there's the third one that's a clear broth. It's um, yeah, no, Boston. It's uh, I think it's no Rhode Island. It's Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. And and I did not know that Connie until I went to Connie and Ted's. Connie I was like, because I always knew of Manhattan being the red sauce, New England being a cream sauce or white. And then when I like Tani and Ted's, it was like, and then Rhode Island style, and it's like, what the hell is Rhode Island style? And it's a clear broth. Hmm. Really good, actually. Yeah. And I don't even like clams or clam chowder, but their their sampler is really good there. You know, uh, I just uh, I used to never be a clam chowder person, but you know, go figure. Uh, I want to throw in wonton soup. Okay. Uh, always been oh, a fan. Oh yeah, that's and an honorable mention too. I guess I have one more left. I feel like. I should just throw leek soup in there, but it's is. Not... I feel like every every time we do one of these lists, you come up with some the most British answer you can possibly come up oh, with. The most Welsh. It's from Wales. What do you it's... expect? I, yeah, I know. I said I feel the like only... I should. I don't say I'm like that's on my list. I should, I'm like that was more of a me being like you know what I probably should throw this. The only exposure I have to leek soup is from Bridget Jones's diary that she she turned it blue. Yeah, <laughs> which is because she left the the rubber band on right. It's like the it was a blue string, yeah. Yeah, ah, yeah. Oh um, no! That, 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 we we need to talk about holiday movies in the next episode, but Bridget Jones will definitely up there do that. For me. Okay, a good yeah, bread. That's... A bisque soup is always nice. I'll go with a good, bisque. A good bisque is always nice. Yeah. I, I agree there. Okay, that's me. That's you. Okay. Well, since I've had more time to think about my list because of course um, you have, yeah. I was actually thinking about my list, I'm actually not only have have a specific. Not only do I have the soup type, I have the specific place where I like it. Yeah. So I'm I'm really getting in there. So these are in no particular order. Okay. Um, uh, split pea soup, which a lot of it's very controversial. A lot of people despise I, I, it. Yeah, we're neither of us are fans. Uh, uh, well, that's fine. I don't care. I, I don't know. need your I don't I don't need your approval, nor do I seek it. It's your list. You're allowed uh, to have your. your uh, but specifically the split pea ple- split pea <laughs> soup at Hamburger Hamlet. Which rest in peace. I don't know exists anymore. I think there's one in the I, valley still. I think that one closed. Yeah, the one okay. in Ventura so, no, and Van Nuys. I think that one closed. But split the split pea soup there was incredible because it had ham in it, which was great. Um, also, shout out to Split Pea Andersons out in um, um, what's the what's the, the the town with the windmills? Um, Solvang. It's up Solvang. Yes, yeah, Split Pea Andersons is out there. Um, my second choice is matzo ball soup, just like Sam said, but specifically Cantor's matzo soup. Okay. And specific, even more specifically, you get it with rice instead of noodles. It'll change your life. 
and uh, tortilla soup, a chicken tortilla soup, but specifically this chicken tortilla soup from Frida on, um, you know, it's a, it's a chain in LA, but specifically the one on Beverly that we used to go to with Josh and Baracci, friends of the show. Um, that one is very good. And then um, the egg drop soup, but the egg drop soup from P.F. Chang's, my favorite. And then um, miso soup. Not nowhere specific for miso soup because like it's really hard. Miso, it's, re yeah. it's really Benihana. hard. Benihana. I was gonna I'm say Benny. Well, Benny. <laughs> oh shit! No, honorable mention that onion soup from Benihana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I couldn't. I mean, it's hard to mess up miso soup. I mean, you can, I suppose. It's hard, um, dude. It's what tofu it, and. It's it's like a tofu paste. It's like a miso paste in water. I mean, it's yeah. not. There's not a lot going on in there. But it's a um, nice little soup. What's that? It's no, it's a good. Uh, it's fantastic, yeah. but it's that's uh, that's all I'm saying is it's hard to think of a bad. I couldn't think of a one that stood out and one that was bad, so I'm just leaving it strictly at miso soup. But that onion soup at uh, at Benihana. Respect. I feel bad for people who haven't had Benihana. Because uh, then they'll never be able to have it again. Possibly. Nate, I got my Benihana email for my birthday. I was going to ask you earlier, but that one has a window. That's not specifically on your birthday, so maybe that thing will outlast the the the. The shutdown. I think they allow me to do take take out orders, so oh, I might but do that's, that. That's... I know, but it, def it defeats the whole purpose of Benihana. But like, if they're not going to open the restaurants anytime soon, I need to like, you know, cash it in. Get yeah, your duet on. Come on now. Yeah, I, seriously. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be amazing if Benny? Like, I mean, obviously, all things are shut down now. But if they tried during the during the the first shutdown to to do like you know all these restaurants we talk about that are trying to build their own patios, like the the Den did, Barney's. Uh, state we're just building shit out in their parking lot if benihana tried to do that they just roll out some roll out some of their grills and you know make it portable that'd be awesome i mean that's what they've been doing with uh like korean barbecues and uh what's what's the other type it's like a stew thing hot uh, pot yeah, yeah yeah something like that yeah yeah yeah. no all the asian restaurants that, that do that like i went to korean barbecue a few weeks ago actually and it was in their parking lot and it was amazing yeah there's a, there's a, I, I don't know, I, how, I don't know how the food truck industry, is that just completely shut down or is, was food trucks a thing I, that were allowed for a while? I don't know. I haven't seen any, but I don't see I've any. Seen, I've seen some. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think food trucks are probably like the most resilient because they're able to go anywhere. Yeah. And they don't have to worry about anything. Well, I mean, as long as they're wearing their mask, who really cares, you know? Yeah. Cause it's yeah. all outdoor, it's all outdoor dining technically. Yeah. There was a, uh, in the, before I left, there was there used to be a, it was a Benihana like food truck that was always parked near the Pantages on Hollywood Boulevard, oh, yeah. but it was it was not it was not in any way affiliated with Benihana. It was called the, the name of the food truck was Benny Hibachi. It was, okay. I'm, it's shocking that they weren't it like made sued because it was obviously they were just trying to go for the Benihana. But I I, I never had it. But I walk. I was. I remember. I recall walking up to it one night because there was a long line, and it literally the food truck was like one Benihana chef inside, just cooking things one at a time, which probably would have taken forever. But I'm sure it was really good. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's Benihana style. I mean, you know, true. It's all the seasoning, the meats, and you know, I, you'd assume that the menu is a little bit shorter than Benihana's. But then again, probably, probably. What is it? I it's wonder. Shrimp. Scallops, chicken, beef, uh, the options. Yeah, uh, lobster? Lobster. lobster. Okay, so you don't get lobster; you just get shrimp instead. Probably not. Probably. Yeah. I wonder if something's if fishy. Truck. If uh, something's fishy made it is going to make it through this. The uh, oh, that's such a good restaurant. My, my favorite uh, hibachi place out of uh, Woodland, Woodland Hills, I guess. 
And I just like the name. Calling it Something's Fishy is funny to me. I think Woodland Hills is in a weird spot, kind of like Pasadena. So it probably will be. Stuff still open? Yeah, they're doing some weird stuff. Like I heard that they're they're still having uh, gentlemen clubs. They have a gentleman club open there. As they should. You know, but that's uh that's a very interesting thing to find out when i'm like well oh. you know um we don't have to do it uh since if sam you want to do holiday movies next week maybe the week after if you want to put a pin in it hugh and uh, we'll just start thinking about it now top five gentlemen's clubs in la or or nationally oh, that's easy. or nationally i mean you don't i mean i don't know how many gentlemen's clubs you've been to outside of la but um well i've, I've heard of i mean the one that annie talks about in atlanta is notorious oh the, the Oh, what is that place? It's that what place is like world famous. It's um. We'll we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll ask any. Okay, so we're gonna do but, it. Okay, that'll be the following week. Claremont so. is it Claremont? Claremont yeah. Lounge. Claremont yeah. Lounge. Not even the most famous Atlanta strip club because the most famous one is clearly Magic City, um, but <laughs> clearly uh, <laughs> Atlanta's known for their strip clubs, Sam. Uh, yeah, I mean. I'd only I'd have to put well no I'll save it for two weeks but I just have to put an honorable mention that, that we wouldn't put on our list is Fantasy Island obviously because of nostalgia. Well, rest they did rest two, in peace, right? They, they uh, two, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't. I've never been to a strip club in Vegas. Oh, really? Uh, no, because I well, They're I feel great. like people people I, the most like sort of cliched reason to go to vegas is like a bachelor party and i've never gone to one in vegas like i when i with the groups of friends i go to vegas with they have no interest in going to a strip club nor, nor I've, I've, met, I've met these friends that. i've met these friends so um that's too yeah. bad i've been so many times for bachelorette parties but like i remember one year i went like to vegas like five times for a bachelor for a bachelorette wasn't, party there, and there was that, wasn't there that one i think it's is it called olympic gardens in mm-hmm. Vegas, where it's like mm-hmm. both male strippers and female yeah. strippers, two like stories. T- two stories. Yeah. It's so, so it's 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 for all. It's oh. it's some little some, little something for everybody. There's one in Des Moines that I've thought was fantastic. I will save that for two weeks from now. But that just came <laughs> into my memory banks. Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait. So, that that you know, that was uh yeah that was during the experiment. Like the crew just was like, we're going to a strip club, and I was like, what? Uh? Yeah, I, I mean, there's only one in Modesto that I know of, and I don't even know if it still exists. But Probably yeah. not anymore, but no. But there's it's always a need years. for strip clubs. Let's be honest. They're needed everywhere. They make sad people happy. Pl- they're essential, they're essential um, businesses. Essential, it's essential work, they're essential workers. <laughs> it, I, just, I think of like uh, Civilization or Sims, like the game is like, yeah, just throw a strip club in there. It'll make things better, but it'll also increase crime and drug use and things like that, but, you know. This saying, I, I can walk to, what, one, two, three strip clubs in just down the street from me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, once, once this is all over, we all have to go to Jumbo's, okay? Like, okay. that's just... Uh, I'm fine with that. Some, on my list. I miss it, to be honest. Like, it was... Well, the, they, were, they the were already shifting their hours. They were no longer opening up in the afternoon. Right. Why I know that, I don't know. I, just, I haven't written there in a while, so... Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. I used to write there from four to eight at night, so it was just I could actually focus and write while I was at Jumbo's. But uh, I hate to cut this short. I have a meeting. Yes, I have to go. Yes. You get going. But, um, I've got a and I've got a gene folding um, seminar. So let's, <laughs> let's, get, look let's, let's look about. Okay, bye everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See you bye. next week. Bye. <laughs>